This podcast is brought to you by Blue Guardian, the fastest growing prop firm in 2023. I think if any firm does that, then yeah, it's definitely not allowed and it definitely needs to be investigated. One prop firm done it and everyone just started panicking and started doing it. I don't know where they even got the idea to do that. And also I'm seeing a lot of stuff online about the country that you're being in, where that's going to affect it. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, only go with firms that are incorporated. It turns out that the regulatory body can basically come after anyone they want. I think originally they looked at... Like, no, surely not. And then I'm like, oh my God, like this could be a massive issue. I think we're definitely going to be seeing a lot of smaller prop firms in the next six months. Be- Folks, we've got a special kind of episode here on Trading Up. We've got Sean Bainton in the house, the CEO of Blue Guardian, a prop firm based in the UK. Now, we're going to discuss, and he's going to spill the beans on the whole MyForex funds being frozen out by the regulators. So we're going to dive into that and the likes of what Deal is doing, where they put a temporary hold on all payments from prop firms as well. So how does this impact the industry? You as traders looking to get funded from prop firms and make withdrawals on a regular basis. In fact, we did an interview with Sean a few weeks ago, which we're going to play after this my forex funds expose and then we're going to dive into that interview so stay tuned for the interview afterwards and just so you know i have since recording what we've just about to show you found out that well sean's let me know that they've actually been accepted back into deal they are one of the few prop firms that has so yeah folks they actually have come out of this kind of unscathed and just as a reminder we've got five traders taking on this blue guardian challenge at the moment you can see them over there on the live streams including myself and we also have a 10% off coupon code that you can use, all one word, trading nut. There's a link in the description to save 10% on your next Blue Guardian challenge. All right, folks, let's welcome Sean to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy four weeks since our since our previous interview. Yeah, I'm, I'm good to be back. Thank you. Yeah, so, so, I mean, to start off with, I suppose, just to get an inside perspective, I mean, how have things been at Blue Guardian since this happened uh, with my Forex fund and, and the regulators? Yeah, um, so I'll be honest, the last few weeks since the My Thoughts Fund issue happened has been super stressful. I've never been, you know, working as uh, hard and, um, you know, so so tightly with my team as well since I, uh, how I've been in the past four weeks. Um, so we've, there's been a lot of issues that we've had to resolve, been loads of like changes that we've had to make inside and the structure of the company. Just talking a lot with the legal uh, side of the team. But apart from that, uh, Blue Guardian is still doing business as usual. Um, I've made sure that we've got a lot of things in place to ensure that we can continue running and we will be completely fine going forward uh, and accepting clients globally. Brilliant. Okay. So, so um, obviously, I mean, you, you might, you've probably had a chat to a few other funds out there. I mean, prop firms, should I say, how, how, have, how's everyone else faring? I mean, have, have, have other people had to, change anything they're doing or are you guys in a unique position because you you're using a cap as a broker i mean how does that all work yeah definitely so the first 24 hours i would say of the news coming out you know i speak quite quite regularly for a lot of the prop owners everyone was a little bit shaken i think the whole industry was we were like oh my god like you know more folks was actually seen as one of the most uh preferred uh prop firms in the industry so it was a massive shock to everyone especially me um i won't even lie i, I kind of had a little bit of a panic i was like oh what's going on here you know, I had to get my team, I had to look at the documents that were released. And it was a bit of a waiting game. You know, I, could, I couldn't really do anything at that moment of time. We just had to wait until I got further um, information on the situation from my legal team, from, you know, what the what the regulatory uh, body says. But, you know, further 
going further, I've got the got more information from my lawyers and um basically the it, it boils down to a few things. It boils down to the whole document is targeting my forex funds only and not the prop from industry as a whole. And that needs to be made like very clear that that's there's an issue that has happened with my forex fund and not how an actual prop firm, you know, runs as a whole. The issues that have gone on were internal with my forex funds and allegedly there was, you know, fraud and manipulation um, that was going on with uh, manipulating traders' conditions. And yeah, it seems like when, when I actually read it and my team read it, it seems like they were dealing allegedly uh, with regulated activities, but they were not regulated. So they were kind of doing that. that that's where they kind of crossed the line. And that's when the you know regulatory body came in and was like, look, this is not how you're meant to be running it uh, you know, properly. You haven't got regulation to be doing this. And there is manipulation of conditions, which is not allowed. Because my forex funds, they do have their own kind of bridge and they do have their own broker, not broker, but like liquidity. I'm not going to sure the whole backend system. But yeah, um, here at, you mentioned 8cap as well. Here at Blue Guardian, you know, we use a regulated broker. There's no way that we can, you know, we're not even allowed to manipulate price or manipulate any conditions. It's all whatever the broker gives us. We give that to to the, directly to the trader. There's no there's no bridge. There's nothing that we can do to affect it. We've been getting you know a lot of messages from the trader saying, "Oh look, I think the slippage is more than what what I'm getting other firms." But yeah, it's I'll, I'll let you know that it's actually not even possible um, to do that. I think if I think if any firm does that, then then yeah, it's definitely not allowed, and it definitely needs to be investigated. Um, but yeah, I think now that we've had a little bit of time to to go everything and look at it. We've made changes. I know that a lot of our prop firms are adding like virtual and uh, simulated into their onto the websites. I'm not sure if you knew. Oh, did you, no, did you didn't notice that? You. No, okay, I so didn't. basically, I think like one prop firm went around and put simulated or virtual on their website, like virtual funds to try to say like say like oh, obviously we're not yeah. doing real funds. I think one prop firm done it, and everyone just started panicking and started doing it. I don't know where they even got the idea to do that. I don't know like what legal advice they got, but it seems like one person doing it. Everyone else was a bit machine and copied it. Um, I spoke to my lawyers and they said, yeah, like. They were like, I don't think putting virtual is going to stop, you know, the regulators coming after you if you've done something wrong, you know? Um, And also I'm seeing a lot of of stuff online about, you know, the country that you're being in, whether that's going to affect it. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, only go with firms that are incorporated in the UAE, stay away from the Canadian and US firms. I was in a similar boat. I was like, oh, you know, we are in the process of moving to the UAE. This was a process that we went through and began months ago, not even re- re- related to this at all, uh, completely like personal stuff. I wanted to move there personally. But um, yeah, I was literally like, oh, maybe it's kind of lucky that we are moving. After a bit more information on the situation, it turns out that the regulatory body can basically come after anyone they want. Um, I think originally they looked at true forex funds many months ago and they're, they're located in Hungary. So it really, the location doesn't even matter. Mm. Um, what matters is that you're choosing a firm that is operating correctly. And if they do get audited or if they do get investigated by a firm, they comply correctly and they're not doing anything shady. That's what's most important. And um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a massive shock. And I think everyone's just a little bit on edge. But as time goes on, things will start to call off and kind of slowly go back into it in, into its places. But we definitely need to be ready or more situations like this. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because we, we obviously spoke about regulation coming, you know, into the prop firm industry sometime in the future, and we couldn't really predict it in the interview that was coming up. So you're going to find out all about uh, that conversation, which is kind of, um, I mean, this isn't regulation, obviously. This is just a, a full-on, you know, um, 
I suppose, just just a, a one-off incident. Now, it's, it's also, I mean, I know that in Australia, it was a firm there that got, had the regulators come on and said, basically, you know, stop business. Uh, and I think that was potentially, actually, I'm not 100% sure what that was for, but um, I had a funny feeling it was that they just got too many complaints about the specific firm and decided to yeah. to pull. I mean, do you, do you know anything about that? And was it correlated at all to what's happened with my so, funds? So I know the firm that, you, that you're talking about, I'm not going to mention them. Um, but yeah, they were, they did have a lot of complaints against them. Um, I'm personally, I won't, I'll be honest, I don't know too much on the situation, but that was another, you know, that was another bit of a shock because they were massive, they were a massive firm. Um, whether it's related to this, I don't think it is because I feel like a lot of people would have made more noise about it if they were manipulating mm. it. Um, but, you know, the whole issue with this is the firm had, had someone in the the worst, the worst case, the worst thing about this is someone in the firm that actually works for the firm, my Forex ones, has actually kind of came forward, and I think it's called whistleblowing when someone has actually gone, came forward and released, you know, a lot of information, and turns out internally, you know, the structure allegedly um, was not being run, you know, uh, correctly, and that's why it's been shut down. Right. Um, or, or, or fro- that's why it's been frozen. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frozen. Yes, and and so uh, so now now the second piece of the puzzle comes in like. I think it was yesterday or the day before, whereby I, I see through a chat thing that I'm I'm on, the deals now decided to temporarily put a hold on all prop firm uh, payments. So I mean, how? If, first of all, what did you feel like when you saw that come through, and what was the panic situation like at, at the <laughs> So I woke up about two days ago. Uh, I was on holiday actually in Marbella in Spain. And I was, you know, I just came back from like some business meeting there, really happy on top of the world, got back on a flight and landed down and looked at my phone and everyone's sending me a message saying, bro, like deals will shut us, deals will shut us down. Well, sh- deals shut down every prop firm. I'm like, no, surely not. And then I'm like, oh my God, like this could be a massive issue. I need to get home ASAP. And um, basically since then, yeah, I've just been, been working nonstop trying to sort out an issue, trying to get alternatives. What has happened is in on the eleventh, another document came out about my forex funds, and in that document, deal was labelled as a payment partner um, uh. with my forex funds, and obviously straight away, if the, if now they're getting investigated by the uh, by the by the regulations, um, and I, I think I saw a statement from one of the executives basically saying, "Look, prop firms don't even make up one percent of our business." We had no idea, you know, what kind of industry they they were. He hasn't really done any research into what we are at all. He's just seen this one thing. And they, I, I'll be the exact same. If I, was a, if I was a major company like them and, you know, less than 1% of my business has been shut down by the, you know, regulatory body, I would also want to wash your hands of it. So I don't yeah. blame them at all. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we've definitely all been categorized by the by the bad work of another firm, which is really, like, it sucks. It sucks for us. It sucks for the trader most of all because, you know, this is such a – deal was amazing. It was such a good uh, platform for you to withdraw your profits. We still don't know the whole situation. I'm hearing that some firms are being approved. Uh, some firms are being rejected. So it's a weird situation. For the time being, we are obviously uh, looking at alternatives and we are doing direct payments via wire, wise, and uh, crypto. So, you know, business still goes on. Mm. we still we see keep moving cool awesome yeah so look um um is there anything i haven't asked yet that that you wanted to share around this uh this whole situation yeah i think 
just quickly, you know, how is this going to affect uh, the future prop firms? Like how is it going to affect new prop firms and older prop firms? And what are we going to be seeing more of? Um, I think we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more prop firms moving offshore. And um, I think we're definitely going to be seeing a lot of smaller prop firms in the next six months being shut down. Uh, reasons, for example, just like payment gateways uh, restricting prop firms, they might be like, look, we see you as two... People don't realize that a payment gateway could be the difference of a, of a business working and not working. It's so important. If you mm-hmm. can't accept funds, then yeah, that could be game over. Um, that's why I'd highly recommend that you choose a prop firm that is big enough and have been like have already put these things in place uh, to ensure that they stay they stay up no matter what happens if they get taken down by one company. We have alternatives like Blue Guardian. We've got multiple bank accounts in multiple different countries. We've got multiple different processing uh, providers. So if one thing happens, we've got a backup there that we can you know, ensure that we keep business running. Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, it's, it's great to hear that you're, um, you've managed to overcome, you know, the situation with, uh, and I, I believe you've got, they've definitely got a, a deal alternative on, on the cards. Is that right? Yeah. So there's actually, I didn't even know there's a lot of alternatives, uh, to deal. Uh, I think some ones that, you know, we're going to be seeing incorporated into the prop firms, uh, are remote. That's a, that's a pretty popular one currently right now. Um, we're looking at onboarding our staff members anyway for the time being, just as a tester onto uh, I think it's called Multiplier. Um, but yeah, there's a there, there are quite a few different solutions uh, that are out there. So it's not the end of the world. Like people are going around saying, "Oh my God, how are we going to receive payments?" Look, think back to six, think back to like twelve months ago. How are people receiving payments just direct wire transfers, yeah. etc.? So it's it really is, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep growing, um, and we just got to be safe. We just got to move safely. Awesome. Hey, look, Sean, this has been fantastic to, to jump in and talk about this subject. Uh, I think this has educated a hell of a lot of people. Um, we're going to jump into the rest of the show as well. So, guys, it's not over yet. Let's let's just cut to the next part of the show. We were going to find out what happened like three or four weeks ago when we recorded it and spoke about the industry as a whole and, and wider things, so even just more general stuff. So let's dive into that now. Right, folks, I'm here at the Black Bull Markets headquarters up in Auckland, New Zealand, and I'm standing in front of their whiskey bar. Now, if you like that kind of selection, you're going to love their 26,000 tradable assets from Forex, cryptos, indices, stocks, you name it, they've got it. So, folks, go and check them out at blackbullmarkets.com or click the link under the video or in the card above. All right, folks, here we are in trading up. We've got Sean Bainton in the house. So he's got the same logo as me, uh, Blue Guardian CEO, uh, here for today to talk to us about prop firm industry, uh, prop firms as a whole, his prop firm, and uh, really give you guys an insight if you are looking to trade prop firms, how you can go about it and what goes on in behind the scenes and where things may go in the future. So um, welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you, Cam. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, look, I'm I'm excited to have you on because I'm I'm got a bunch of questions I want to get through and uh, and find out. But to to start off with, let's hear a little bit about your story, how you got um, into the trading industry as a whole, and started Blue Guardian and, and the journey to date. Yeah, definitely. So I started trading quite young, I'd say, uh, about 15 years old. It started a kind of similar journey to a lot of other people. Um, I was going through Instagram and I come across an advert of one of these, you know. Forex gurus with his Lamborghini showing his MT4 profits and straight away I was like I was captivated I was like oh my god you know I want to be this person I want to live this life this lavish lifestyle 
And from them, it was like a, a ball rolling. I was just involved with it and uh, wanted to, you know, be a trader. So I bought one of these Guru's courses and then, you know, I, I learned pretty quickly that it wasn't exactly how they portrayed it online. <laughs> I, you know, it takes a long time. It takes years of, uh, you know, testing, forward testing before you actually go live and actually making any sort of profit. And there are some traders that don't ever end up making profit, which I just didn't understand in the beginning. Um, so, yeah, so I went and bought one of these courses, was doing that for a while, maybe six months to a year before I actually found no nonsense forex on YouTube. I'm I'm not sure if you are you aware. Yeah, yeah. I've had uh, VP on the show years ago. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So so yeah, then I got involved in his, you know, YouTube channel and his uh, kind of courses on there. I was very involved in his Discord at the time. And you know, I even became like a mod in a Discord. And I was literally I was living his uh concepts and his algorithm uh, every day. Every day after school, after college, I'd come back back test this strategy with um i forgot some software that you can like click and the candles go next next if that makes sense ah, so yeah, can, like, yeah yeah i do remember seeing something like that or a video of it at the time yeah yeah so i was literally for a whole year straight while i was during while i was in college i was basically just doing this um and that was my main focus and then it was only you know maybe about a year after that i started hearing about more that algorithmic and, you know, EA side of uh, trading and, you know, building your own algorithms and, you know, coding them out. And then I got involved in quantitative analysis where you can actually use software and machine learning to kind of like put together different indicators, different, you know, price action coding to uh, create an EA. And we started building EAs to initially try and pass prop firms. And that's actually how I kind of stepped from the, you know, the normal retail uh, trading your own funds to then, you know, learning about these com companies that can give you funding and capital to trade on. So yeah, I got into that with my partner and we actually, my partner, Eric, you'll hear a bit more about it in a bit. So we were doing that and we started selling it uh, in our own Discord, in our own community to try and pass. We passed FDM ourselves both of us multiple times. Um, and we kind of got a little bit of money gathered up from the selling it to, uh, you know, clients. And we were like, we, we saw a massive gap in the market at the time. There was only a handful of these, you know, commercial prop firms that were willing to like, give capital to, you know, normal retail traders without the whole, you know, going in for real interviews in a suit, for example, and actually trying to work mm -hmm. on a trading floor. Yeah. So we saw a massive, we, we saw a massive, you know, space in the industry to do this and a massive gap. And, and what we thought we could do is create something that is a lot more, you know, focused and based around the trader. So it wasn't so hard to get funded. Um, it's more just trader oriented because there's so many rules that, you know, FDMO at the time had that would be restrictive, like no weekend trading or this, that, this with more brilliant firms. You've seen it all before. Yeah. Um, and we took a massive risk. It was a huge risk. I kind of, I basically withdrew all of my trust fund when I turned, 18. I know it sounds really young <laughs> to start a prop firm, but yes, I was 18 when I started it. I would do my first fund and Eric, because I think he was 23 at the time. And he just was about to finish university um, in the UK, in Scotland, no, in, U in the Scotland, sorry. Um, and he withdrew all of his student loan. And he was like, look, you know, we've got a dream. We've got, we, we think we can do this. We put it all together. The money we made from selling the EAs, um, my student, student, my trust fund, sorry, his student loan. And boom, we uh, went headfirst into it. We had no stop loss, no backup plan. It was a massive risk, I'll, I'll be honest. But it seems like we got in at the right time because, you know, trying to start what we did back then now, I feel like it would have been a lot harder, mm -hmm. if not near to impossible.
So yeah, that's it, how we it, got definitely, into... it definitely would have been a difficult because what year was that? 2019, was it? No, so 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 we, so we started, you know, the whole EA selling um, company and that during, you know, 2019, 2020. And 2021 is actually when we uh, launched our product firm. Yeah, yeah. So so it was just it was just starting to really kick up at, in 2021 because I, I I do even exactly. remember VP because I I mean I've been doing this for a while and he was saying like you know not, rule number one trade with other people's money and I was like really you know even back then I was like really is that is that really a valid approach and he was talking about this uh, I think it was like Maverick uh, trading prop that, firm. yeah. And and so I looked into that. And I was like, oh, yeah, to pay two grand a month to to get a seat on the floor or whatever, and all this sort of stuff it was quite, you know, high level bar- uh, barriers to entry. Whereas now it's obviously, you know, low as can be, pretty much. Um, so okay, so you you started it off, and how did it go from there? Smooth sailing. Yeah. So so I definitely would not say it's smooth sailing. We have had a lot of you know ups and downs um, on the way. We've obviously we're here now. We're thriving. We're growing. So we've managed to make it. It looks like, and it's all going okay. But um, yeah, just like I'll say in the beginning, the first you know three to six months of any startup company is going to be your your toughest. You're gonna to have so many different issues that you're gonna run run into. Like for example, um, there was this one time when we had a server with you know close to hundred traders um, on the server, and it shut down, meaning we couldn't track. Uh, this was before we had our new tech and you know new new software. We couldn't track whether these people are actually passing or if they're failing. Um, so literally, we were like panicking all in, in the in the office. We were like, "Oh my god, we need to get this sorted now." And we managed to get it up and running within a you know within a couple hours. And any traders that had any issues, we solved it. But yeah, like the, just small things like this. I guess that was quite big at the time. But little things like that here and there. Uh, you know, you, these are the issues that you have to kind of overcome in the beginning. Yeah, and look, I mean it. <laughs> It, things have moved pretty quickly in this industry, right? And, and you know, firms are popping up and have popped up and dropped down all, you know, over the last three years. Uh, now it seems like, I mean, I'm getting the impression that it seems like every sort of influencer out there is, is creating a prop firm because um, it is the investment to start one up. You know, there's software out there that you can get access to that will, you know, they'll pretty much set you up in whatever format you want for very little investment. What's your view on this sort of prevalence that, and I'll, this is where I can see it happening, is there'll be so many prop firms out there that it'll just be, it'll be almost like MT4 brokers back in the day when there was just thousands of them and you didn't know if you were getting a good one or a bad one. I mean, what's your view on this and uh, what do you think people need to be wary of or signs they need to look out for? Definitely. Yeah. So I believe that we have entered the prop firm bubble stage Um Everyone has kind of worked out that, you know, this is a profitable business. There is a lot of money to be made. And, you know, if they have the right influence, especially like you mentioned, yeah, like you can very quickly get a lot of volume traders onto your platform. Um, My kind of view on it is that, yeah, there's going to be, there's nothing we can do. There's going to be loads of new platforms popping up here and there. Um, The only issue is there's, there has to be some diversification. You know, there can't be prop firm after prop firm just recycling the same rules, the same model, the same branding in a way. Um, there has to be some change. And that's why, you know, with any firms that, you know, Blue Guardian, for example, we want to have a strict and strong brand theme. And, um, you know, the, the branding is a massive part to it. For example, the Blue Guardian, the whole theme is about guarding uh, the capital of the trader. That's why we'll talk a bit more about the Guardian Protector going on. But yeah, like you, there needs to be some differentiation about firm. 
the rules going into it, the model. It can't just be the same old recycled push out because it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, it's definitely gonna get out of hand when there are this many out there. And so, so what do you think somebody needs to look out for if you know they've you know followed an influencer and they've uh, in the trading space and they've you know see oh they've got a prop firm. What what are the sort of key signs they need to monitor? Yeah, so already like I'd be very wary about any of these new prop firms popping up straight away. If I was you, I would you know sit back a little bit, maybe a few months to see how it goes. If the company goes under, if they're getting bad reviews, bad testimonials, um, yeah, just just there's nothing really I can say, but do your research and give it time because a firm can very quickly make a lot of money and think it look like it's doing okay in the first one, two, three months. But you know, if they aren't profitable long-term, you know, you'll see that eventually six mm-hmm. months down the line, it could go bankrupt. You know, you could lose your money. And if you get, yeah, it's just, you need to just sit back. Maybe don't jump in anything too quickly and just look out for the red flags, like bad reviews, you're hearing bad stories or testimonies about the firm. Look at the people running it behind it. Um, you even have access these days to, you know, company accounts. Um, if you want to look how much, you know, a company is doing or how much is in its holding account, for example, there are websites out there that you can have a look and you can work out, does this does this company have financial backing to be able to, to have all these traders coming on it? Yeah, because it, it is quite a, it's, it's a bit of a balancing act, right? So, and, I, and I'm guessing you've been through that for, over the years in terms of, like seeing the money coming in and you know seeing traders come in and either make consistent withdrawals or or fall out of the out of the process rather quickly i mean what what sort of is there any one thing that you'd think you know if you saw a prop firm start up and they had this particular rule that was flexible enough for you know the trader to to get through pass and make it make a few withdrawals and then potentially fail what would that rule b that would be like a hey this is a red flag i gotta i gotta steer clear of this because it's just too easy and i may not yeah, get I mean, future withdrawals i'm not know if, i'm not sure if there's a 100 like a, a pinpoint rule i can you know i can look at but if something sounds too good to be true the majority of the time it is too good to be true um if a trade if you know if it's looking too easy to to, to pass if it's looking too the, the profit targets are too low, for example, the, the max drawdown is too high. You're looking at like, is this actually profitable for the firm to allow this many traders onto it? Because there's so many traders that could get lucky, um, pass, get a big withdrawal, and they can't actually be abled. They can't actually, yeah. they're not actually successful and good traders to put into the A-booking and give to the, you know, the LP um, and, and and copy or trade uh, copy to live funds. So yeah, you still a look and you know, just if if a, if a, if a company is doing something completely out of the ordinary, like a five percent profit target on phase one and ten percent next door down, these are just like go tos. The swing wrong here, and it just doesn't look right. You know? Yeah, because so it's, it's it is a fine line then between the differentiation, as you mentioned, like for the the new firms coming on, having to try and differentiate against an industry which is like getting very big very quick, and everyone else is differentiating. So to find that point of difference is is quite is now quite difficult. I mean, you guys did it with the Guardian Protector. What was the thinking around that? What? Why did you de- decide to to bring that in? Yeah, so I guess probably about the st- like February this year, we planned and we started a whole rebrand of Blue Guardian. Uh, before Blue Guardian, there wasn't really much theme to it. And then when we did come in with a new branding, we wanted a whole theme of, you know, guarding, because it goes with the name, if that makes sense, guarding uh, the, and helping the trailer to start best of our ability. That's kind of why you see the castle theme. Um, 
we didn't copy the Thunder trailer, don't worry, guys. <laughs> it kind of just sounds good with our name. Um, but yeah, if, you, if you're not sure with the what the Guardian Protector is, it's kind of a built-in equity protector that's actually hosted in the dashboard. This means that um, no matter where you are, whether you're on the traveling, you can just go onto your phone if you want to log into the dashboard and set a daily loss, essentially, so you don't lose it in a day. It's It helps so many traders. I think last last month it saved almost 2,000 traders from failing uh, their valuation and basically getting a second try. So you you will not really see any other firms doing something and offering something like this because a lot of firms out there, they kind of are trading against the trader. They want them to fail uh, because of how their model is set. At Blue Guardian, we're not greedy here. We want you to be the most successful trader you can and be the most profitable. That's why we have given you a tool uh, to allow you to, I guess, save your account in case you get into drawdown. Mm. Yeah, now I've I've been in the situation where and it was real pain. I did a challenge and I passed the challenge within like so I think it was actually very quickly, maybe four days using an EA, and and I I passed it, but it didn't close the trade, and I think I was asleep and then woke up in the morning and it was like you know it was a uh, I, don't, I can't remember but it was like sort of half a percent off the target because it had gone over that target limit and dropped back down. I mean, have you guys thought about bringing any, anything like that where somebody does meet the target, but they don't get a chance to close a trade, but they've essentially reached it and then protect that or give them at least the, the pass. Is that, is that so something in, in the future? Yeah. So, so it's interesting that you actually say this because I think about last week, I have pushed out an update to the blue guardian with a tech team where you don't just have, the stop loss built in now, but you can also set your own take profit. That way, situations situations like this, where you go to sleep and you're scared that it will go over and then go back down, yeah. this will literally help you now. So that yeah, so we've literally it's funny that you say. It. So by the time this comes out, this interview, okay. it might actually still it might be available for uh, traders to to use. Oh, awesome! Yeah, because it took me another took me two weeks after that for it to oh, pass oh, the thing, God. and I actually did human. build in. I did build in a bot to to then close the profit when it got to that level and i think i it was i mean it, it does become quite sort of technical in terms of how you do it because it was like oh i didn't want to just close it at the level because what if it goes up and then price slips uh and then you're slightly they're like you know you're five cents off or whatever so anyway um that's good to hear that's great to hear now um i mean in terms of in terms of payouts and I suppose the worries that traders have around payouts. I mean, what sort of what sort of thing can you give people? Because uh, I mean, the, the question does come up, and I've seen it in comments and stuff all the time. You know, but are they going to pay out? Blah blah blah. What's the sort of way that traders can feel confident that, like, if I'm going to invest the time in this, I will get, you know, I, I'm able to pass the the evaluations and and get the first withdrawal that the firm will pay out. I mean, what's what's going to give somebody confidence? Definitely. Firstly, I just want to invite everyone here uh, to take a look at our Trustpilot, join our Discord group, and there's actually a payout part in our Discord where any trader can talk in and share the payouts. You'll see hundreds of traders that are very happy, satisfied, and proving that Blue Guardian is paying. Um, at Blue Guardian, we are very, you know, we allow the trader to be very free with their trading. We don't have any, you know, restrictions like we said with EAs, with weekend trading, with any strategy that you use, given that it's not a malicious strategy that, you know, even like brokers don't allow like arbitrary latency, HFT, just a few handpicked ones that you can see in our um, FAQ. But apart from that, there will be no worries um, about, you know, receiving any rejected payouts. We are very 
community um, orientate, orientated and we want our reputation to be the best possible. So we would never allow anything like this, any bad reputation to get out, put out there and um, any trader to be in a situation like this. Um, it's just, it's literally against our, you know, whole theme and branding at, at Blue Guardian. And I, as a CEO, I would never let that happen. Um, so yeah, you've got my, you've got my word there guys. And like I said, there's hundreds of traders that are receiving payouts each month and they're sharing it all in our discord. Mm. And I suppose the longevity of a, of a firm does, uh, you know, in a way show that they know what they're doing and they're unlikely to just, you know, after six months, they've screwed up the numbers and can't make a payout kind of thing. So, so yeah, um, what about, let's dive back into the industry side of things. I, I, I want to sort of get your view on what you see a prop firm looking like uh, in 2025, like let's say sort of two years from now or a year and a half from now, which isn't that long, but it's already evolved so much. I mean, what do you see a sort of standard prop firm looking like? Yeah, definitely. So without a shadow of a doubt, there's going to be many, many more prop firms come into the industry. Um, There's going to be some that fail because they're just, you know, either their model's not right, they're not getting enough sales, they're not not attractive enough. Um, And there's obviously going to be some that survive that are different, that have, you know, some clever people behind it and end up thriving. Um, you know, the industry, I feel like there's only so much change that can happen in terms of being a, for the trader, uh, in terms of the model. You know, we can't just keep giving lower and lower profit targets, giving more and more max drawdown, because it's just not going to be, you know, long-term sustainable for the company. So there is obviously going to be a cutoff point. Um, and the way to kind of improve as a company is by offering maybe additional features uh, to make you want to go with that company. For example, with Blue Guardian, with the Guardian Protector, now that take profit one that we're introducing. So yeah, like there are going to be so many more prop firms to choose out there. You just got to make sure that you go with one that has something different, its own unique feature. Um, yeah, what what did you say so about the long, uh, our future, generally in future, what will happen? Yeah, so like you said, like I said, there's going to be so many that end up going under, um, potentially due to scamming. Um, and this is eventually going to cause regulations to come in potentially. I have spoke about this with other prop firm owners as well as, you know, got legal advice um, on it. I think we don't, won't be seeing any regulation in the industry for a couple of years because there's so many, you know, they have to deal with crypto, for example, first. There's so many other projects yeah. out there that that these people in charge need to deal with before they get to uh, prop firms. I know we're all involved in this Forex industry and the prop firm industry, and we think it's massive, but realistically, it's not. Like, we are little fishes compared to the you know the big financial world out there and these people that are sitting in office in the white house you know these guys are quite old you know they 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 they, they're not so fast with it it takes time it takes years to think get things in place so i feel like we wouldn't get any proper any regulations any regulatory bodies coming in place for a good few years and when that does eventually happen um i i personally think it will be a good thing for the industry because the firms that have solidified themselves by then for example blue guardian you know that if that isn't a few years we would be, you know, in a very comfortable position along with like the Funder Trader, um, all these kind of like older firms in a way. Um, we will be able to afford these licenses, afford the regulations. And it just means that you you can 100% trust us and you won't have to have any worries uh, essentially of getting scammed. Um, so yeah. I think eventually it will be a good thing for the industry. And, and so in terms of like the compliance, have you got any idea as to how they may sort of put compliance against that because I'm, I'm kind of sort of thinking what it's you know it's a it's a very unique model in terms of like people are trading essentially on demo accounts 
and yes, you yeah. and you guys are, are copying those trades when they pass all of these steps. So it's like, what are they complying against? Uh, uh, what what would the rules be? Have you got any insight or like any idea of what you sort of predict <laughs> there might be from a compliance point of view and how that might impact the trader? That's what I mean. So this is why it's so difficult, and it's going to take them so long to work it out because it is so confusing. If like when you do pass. These traders are trading demo accounts, for example, until they are eventually, you know, a book. It's very similar to brokers, you know, the B book, the A book. Um, the, the US is going to get hit first because they always do with regulations. So, you know, firms like myself, unless we have, you know, a license in the US, we would have to seize essentially uh, any any service to these US clients. Um, there's, I, I don't expect. I have spoke to a, you know. Uh, in my lawyer about this and he said that most likely because it's such a new kind of uh, industry they're not just going to ban people straight away but look this is what happens day one from now there's going to kind of be like a grace period uh where they might say look you've got a year you've got even two years to put these things in place you know make sure you know you the the, the, the different stuff in place to make sure that when the regulation fully does come in board, then you'll be okay. Um, so I wouldn't expect there to be, you know, agents going around all these offices telling telling like people mm. they can't they can't run this firm anymore. Um, so yeah, it might, like, be, it like might said, be country specific. Like you've got to have a base in the US, for example, if you want to service US clients, exactly. which means yeah. you know a smaller firm who's based in like let's say Germany may not go well do we really want to create an office up in, in the US and, and the, the cost exactly. with that? So that might put them out of that market. So something to to bear in mind when you're, you know, you, you're selecting your profit, I guess. Um, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, because I was wondering, like, what are they going to, how are they going to comply, make these people comply? I mean, what is it? But I think, yeah, restricting geo, which kind of doesn't make sense as well, but who knows? Who knows? I, I, th I think I think how they're going to do it is they, it's going to be really hard to, if you're not sure how platforms work, guys, there's a front-end and a back-end company. There's a front-end company that basically receives all of your you know, your orders and just does, you know, the demo kind of stuff for it. And there's a back-end company that uh, basically does all the order flow and actually, you know, A books and B books are profitable traders. So a lot of firms out there, they'll have a, you know, they have their prop firm company in the US. But if you're not sure, if you didn't know, the US is very restricted with brokers. They won't let you do A book or B book certain things. So what they'll do is they'll have a company, for example, in the Cayman Islands, or you know Dubai or when one of these other kind of you know, like tax havens or where it's less regulated and it'll be um that's where the actual live environment trading would go on so yeah it'd be it's going to be very hard to actually pinpoint it on 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 us that are actually not trading um you know the the, the front end company for instance yeah yeah it's it's interesting and now now like sort of on the future you know things are changing pretty quickly like the the thirty day kind of time limit that everyone had at the start is is now almost disappearing completely uh i know you guys have got unlimited time challenges now i mean how has that uh come about from the point of view of like you know it seems like it's almost kind of undermining what you what the original firm's idea was around like we want good traders who can get grown account quickly versus letting somebody carry on until they either you know eventually after a few months hit this break, uh, stop limit or um or carry on and do start making profit i mean traders could swim around in that in that account for a long time i mean how's how's that sort of going to impact the firms that come on board new and also or how do you see it impacting them and also what's the sort of change that's happened 
on the back end that we can't see as just individual traders? Yeah, so I think, you know, in favour of the traders, this is massive. You know, I remember when I was a trader, um, trading FTMO uh, with my strategy, if I had even an extra few weeks, it could potentially be the whole difference between me passing and not passing the challenge. So I think this is huge for the industry. Um, and it's came in in a very short period of time. Within the last maybe three mm-hmm. to four months, basically every firm out there now is the new industry standard. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's great for the trader, for the firm, You'd be surprised, you know, at the at the kind of statistic behind it. Yes, it's obviously going to increase, you know, the, the amount of traders that get on board and pass, but it might even be a good thing because you might even be getting better traders um coming on board because they won't be trying to rush and overtrade in the beginning um and lose the account. There might even be good traders that end up losing the account, but if they were given more time, they actually do get funded. Do you know? So I think yeah. it's a good thing for the industry as a whole. Um and yeah, I'm I'm excited to kind of see any more changes that come in in the future. Okay, so yeah, and and on the flip side, I mean, have you had any traders that have, um, like, have you? You know who, what? Go on. Yeah, I was gonna. Okay, this is an interesting statistic. So every trader thinks, oh my god, this unlimited time is gonna be so much better for myself. But ninety percent of traders actually fail their evaluation in the first two weeks. Um, so yeah, it's 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 great to think that you know there's so many traders that think the more time I'm going to be able to pass now, it's better for me. But they're still doing the same old, you know, over leveraging, over risking, and trying to rush the process. And and are those the two things that are that the downfall, which is you know the over leverage, over risk, or is it just poor trading as a whole? I guess it's all of a it's all a collection in a way. Um, we don't really analyze in deep. Because there's so many traders that do fail in the first few weeks, it's not something that we can analyze. It's only the successful traders that we do any analysis on. Um, but I would say definitely, uh, you know, over risking is a massive, massive factor in it. Maybe mm. you know they're not they're not even like putting a stop loss. Um, but yeah, just I feel like risk management is a massive side of things. Obviously, I, I could say I could also say yes, all trash, all rubbish traders. But yeah. you know, I can't I can't it's- say that. <laughs> I mean, I think I think us humans have a have a issue with time and putting time in our minds in the right in the right way. I.e., like a month, you go. Oh, if, if I have to go through this and you know trade this account for a month, if two months can take forever. But the thing is, if you uh, actually trade that account in a normal normal way over two months, it's gonna that two months will disappear. It'll disappear, and you'll be like, where on earth did it go? So it it which at the start seemed like a, an eternity. But by the time you actually, if you do it and you just slow yourself down and go, I'm just going to trade this and it's probably going to take me two months, maybe even three months. It does start to go, where did the last month go? Uh, five trading days, yeah. I, you know, just whip through them. And, and you, uh, you know, you haven't blown the account at the end of it, which is, which is the, the, the idea and you can carry on. Um, yeah. Sorry, you're going to say something there? Yeah, I was going to say like, definitely. I remember when I was, you know, getting the props in the beginning and, before I was even funded, before I even purchased the evaluation, I'll be looking at the scaling up model and start calculating how long it's going to take me until I get to their max, their max account size. And then I started looking at the max account size. And I was like, oh my God, when I'm trading this, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to buy this. And you start, you know, it's all getting emotional. It's all getting into your head. And you're thinking, I want to get this in the soonest amount of time possible. And yeah, I think some, I think a trader's going to sit back and just, you know, take a deep breath and, and just relax and work out. It's not as quick process as you, as you think, or even want it to be. And and what about like, have you had the, who's the most 
consistently successful trader on your books, i.e. The, the trader that's withdrawn the most and how long have they been withdrawing for? And and if can you give us any insight into like what they do, which other traders who may be looking you know, over your obviously everyone wants to get to that point. What what can they do differently to match what this person's doing? Yeah. Um so so we've got a lot of traders that are withdrawing quite regularly, but one that particularly comes to mind is someone actually posted on our payout, uh, I think it's Enram, and he actually posted a payout in our Discord maybe two days ago. And he, that was actually his 10th withdrawal, and he's been with us now for you know five, almost six months. And yeah, that, that's super impressive to be able to get withdrawal after withdrawal after you know over five to six months, getting decent payouts, you know, four to five K each payout. Um, and these traders, you know, we kind of do analyze and these are the traders that we look to a book and we look to work out what are they doing, why they're successful and um, how can we replicate it in a way, you know, traders like this, they're always very disciplined. They're always very consistent. You won't see them trading a pair that they've never traded before or a strategy that haven't traded before. If they're trading with a stop loss, for example, they'll always be trading with a stop loss. Um, they won't differentiate out of their strategy no matter you know the, the situation um and these the, these traders i have the discipline to continue trading that no matter how you know emotional it might get um these are the ones that are most successful and, and what about like if uh, so the average trader comes on there i mean how many times do you expect them to purchase a, an account if they were going on to to get a payout yeah definitely so i feel like a lot of traders they think you always think when you purchase an account, you're going to pass this one. I feel like majority of traders think, okay, I'm going to pass this. Um, and you don't ever really want to think about the negative side of losing the account. Um, but I am going to tell you an interesting statistic that we, what we've been seeing with a lot of our traders that actually get these big payouts um, is they generally on, you know, they generally purchase between 10 and 20 accounts before they get one of these big, big payouts. I'm talking 10, 20, 30,000. And, you know, it's people don't, People, a lot of people don't understand that, you know, these, once they actually do eventually get a payout, it's all an expense. I mean, all these accounts that they're purchasing essentially is an expense in order to get that one payout and it kind of pays itself back with the uh, with, with the withdrawal that they get. So yeah, I, I feel like definitely don't be disheartened if you purchase one, two, three, even five challenges you've taken them and you haven't passed them. You know, look, look at the stat that I've just given you. There's, yeah. So if you had to give like somebody advice in terms of like, and we'll, we'll probably wrap up on this, like the best process to go through to try and get that first payout and actually get, make a profit from the, you know, prop firm trading. I mean, what would that process be from woe to go, i.e. like even before they purchase a challenge? So I'll say to begin with, so I'll, I'll, you know, I'll go from the very beginning to begin with, make sure that you, you know, you've got your strategy you've back tested it for long enough. Um, you've demo tested it on not a profit account, just a demo, you know, with whatever broker you've got. Once you have proven that you are profitable on that demo account, then I would say, okay, it's okay to, to begin actually trying to purchase an account. Okay. Once it's, once it's proven profitable, of course, um, then go with Blue Guardian. <laughs> Bit of self-promotion here, but go with Blue Guardian. You know, we've got some of the lowest profit targets in the industry. We've got the Guardian Protector that can help you if you think you're going to, you know, lose the account. That will help you there. Um, profit split. Once you do actually become a funded trader, 85% profit split. That's, you know, one of the highest in the industry out there without any scaling right off the bat. So, yeah, we, we really are for the trader. We won't, you know, give you some BS about restricting your strategy, for example, because we don't have any restrictions. We allow you to have whatever strategy, EA, weekend trading, whatever you want. 
Um, and then you said like how, you know, how to actually get to that payout. Like I said, just make sure that you don't differentiate from what you back tested because you only you are the ones that, you know, know that your results actually work. So just make sure that you continue trading the same way that you did previously. Don't actually get onto the, the funded account and, or the, the evaluation and think like start panicking and try do something different. No, do what you know and do what you know best. And yeah, then just, just trade, trade what you know. <laughs> and look guys, I've got to say, I mean, I've, you know, it is one of the most flexible prop firms I've seen. And, you know, I've seen a lot of them. And also um, you can get a 10% off coupon, which the price is already low. So, I mean, you can get a 10% off coupon with trading that. Um, so, folks, if you do want to go and check it out, there is a link under this video uh, or podcast description after this. So go and check that out. Now, um, Sean, before we wrap up, what's the, uh, have you got any final words and uh, anything else for the listeners? Yeah, definitely. I'll just say, Keep doing what you're doing. Don't give up, and you will get there eventually. But you know you have to. You have to be. You have to persevere, folks. If you're looking for an automated trade journal or trade copier, then check out my sponsor, Swift Journal. They connect to your MetaTrader four or five broker or prop firm and give you amazing insights into your trading. To get twenty percent off, click the link in the description and use coupon code TradingNut. All right, folks. There you have it. Interview with Sean done and dusted. Remember, you can get ten percent off with the coupon code TradingNut. Link in the description or on TradingNut.com for your Blue Guardian challenge. Uh, other things going on here at the channel we've got the live streams traders trading asia london and new york so if you want some support across your trading week then tune into those uh and we also have uh, recaps at the end of the week where we're breaking down not just my trading for the week but also uh, other traders doing the blue guardian challenge and we have the mystery trader still to come please sign up to that telegram channel and you're going to get access to that very very soon all right folks enough from me have a great trading week and we'll see you in the next video Tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts? Introducing my Robot Builders Club. With our platform, you can build bots in minutes, not weeks, without any coding required. Get lifetime access to my video course, VIP community, and over 40 ready-made robots. Works with MT4 or MT5, and as a bonus, you'll get three months access to my Robot Lab, where we build and test bots on live calls every week. Join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter, not harder. Click the link in the description to learn more, get the free training, and download a free robot.